Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. This is your instant match reaction. Liverpool 3, Crystal Palace nil. Dino, how are we doing, my man? Sorry, I was just doing my best impression of a Man City fan in the Etihad there. You completely <laughs> caught me off track there. Uh, Buzzing, can I just start by shouting, fucking Nabby lad. Nabby oh, Cantona. What a fucking goal. Um, outstanding performance. Bit ropey in the first couple of minutes, yeah. you know, could have went the goal down. Um, but just thought after that, we are just assured to just think everyone, each to their own, they were outstanding. Collectively, as a team, everybody was outstanding. We talked about, um, you know, other players chipping in last night, and we said the midfield, and again, another game, Naby Keita mm. scores, for me, probably the goal of the season so far, and will probably be a contender at the end of the season for goal of the season. But, um, yeah, absolutely outstanding. I'm over the fucking moon. I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm going on the piss tonight, so, you know, that just sets the momentum. I want to reference the preview that we did because on the preview, we said that we were worried about the crowd, which was fairly evident. The crowd were terrible today, I think. Yeah. We also said that goals would be pitched in from other areas of pitch. Nabby with an absolute thunderbolt. The only thing I was missing from that Nabby goal, if he had been in the cream shirt, he could have turned the collar up like Cantona. Would have been class. Um, the celebration, though, because he just, when the camera goes to him, he's just like, yeah. And you can. <laughs> Just, it, 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 I think that that goal just epitomised the performance today because mm. other than Allison, everybody flocked to him. Every Birds of Van Dyke was standing laughing to himself. It was just yeah. outstanding. It just it mm. topped off a wonderful, wonderful performance because there was times where Palace could have could have nicked the goal. You know, and we thought Big Ebu was outstanding today. There was a couple of times he was cut short probably showing a bit of inexperience, but there were times where he showed that he's on his way to being a commanding, you know, he's on his way to being one of the best centre-backs in, in, in the world. And I'm not just saying that being a Liverpool fan, but mm-hmm. at times today, you know, his his uh, his pace, to, when he was cut out, the pace to get back in and just get that touch, mm-hmm. he was outstanding today. I thought Virgil coming back in, I know a lot of fans are worried, that he, will he lose a yard of pace, you know, will he be the way he was? Five games, four clean sheets. No one's dribbled past him. One goal conceded and an assist. He's been outstanding since he came back in. I thought Samiskis and James Milner were outstanding. Mo, what, what, like what more? We're running out superlatives from Mo Salah. That goal was unbelievable. He's, I think, a hundred and he's ninety. He's he's the he's the hundred goals for hundred Premier League goals, but for Liverpool. He's got 150 games, 99 goals, two golden boots, one Premier League title, one Champions League title. You know, this guy is just phenomenal. He's outstanding. Sadio Mane, we talked about him last night on the on the, the preview of the game, saying, no, he just needs that that goal, get that fire. Well, I believe the fire is there, but he needs that goal, and he's just going to he's gonna go on a blaze of glory. I just thought everybody was outstanding today. Yeah, a certain individual last night on the preview as well called a 3 0 win. This I kid, right, this kid right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just like, I think we could have, I was looking at the stats there again. Like, I know we won 3 0, and I know, like, 
you know, we 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 finished the game really, really strong. I thought we were outstanding today. I genuinely do think we were outstanding today. But again, 25 attempts on goal, 10 on target. I know we scored three. We're on it. We're gonna give someone a hiding one day, it was seven or eight nil, and it's not gonna be surprising to I don't think anybody. You know, I was watching the Saturday soccer Saturday to build up. Paul Merson said he's like, This Liverpool team, the only guilty pleasure we have in watching them is that the, the lack of killer instinct in goal. But yeah, we're still winning games 3 0. We're still beating AC Milan 3 2. You imagine if we had. I'm not saying we don't have anybody that's lethal in front of goal because Mane's record is 100 goals and 224 appearances. But Mo Salah's as well. If you ha- you imagine, you, I'm just saying, for instance, you imagine you put Erling Haaland that, into that team. I'm just I'm just using him as an example. Mm. Someone who's just a predator in front of goal. Look, there is going to be a game where we're going to beat someone 6, 7, 8 nil, and mm. I won't be surprised because it's come... Yeah, the the start the start was a bit um a bit haphazard, wasn't it? We got out of the blocks very slow and looked a bit kind of all over the place, but we did settle into the game. What was your what was your making on the the penalty shout at the start for Palace? Ah, uh, the, the talk the talk on TV was if it was the other end, they probably would have given it to us. Now I know that's hard to call, but no, for for me it wasn't a penalty. Mm. You know. You're always going to hear that, especially with it being at Anfield. It was the same at the Stratford end and Old Trafford, you know what I mean? The, the pundits do like to chime in with that kind of stuff. But for, I, I don't think it was it was a penalty, personally. And yeah. you'll get a lot of people who won't, like, who will agree with me, but you'll, you'll also get a lot of people who probably aren't Liverpool fans who'll say it was a penalty. We've, we've, been, we've had decisions that, you know, we felt strongly that there should have been penalties or sending mm-hmm. off. And it's just, you know... It, in the way the game is nowadays, it's literally a toss of a coin. Yeah. So I don't, I genuinely don't think it was a penalty. What, what, what was your opinion? Yeah, no, I think it would have been, I think it would have been a tough call. So I, I suppose so early in the game as well. Um, but I, I have to say, I was very, very impressed with our Greek scouser in the team. Um, there's a kind of a little nastiness to him as well, isn't there? Like Robbo, um, he likes to get stuck in, doesn't he? Do you reckon that all him and Robert will, you know, have been having a little, a little, uh, few chats during the summer? Because, you, know, especially in the Premier League, you, you look at some of the wingers that are in that league, you know, who are fancy, and you know, you need to have that bit of bite in you. You need to let them know that you're there, because these guys will, will, will try and get it, will try and have you in their pocket. They'll try and stitch you up, and like we've got the best left back in the world playing in our team, so, you know. I, I was surprised when I seen that Samiskas was starting today, but then again, off his, off his two, the two games that started, like his first two starts at the start of the season, you know, he didn't put a foot wrong for me. He had that little, you know, mishap where Miller gave him the clatter in the face mm. and told him, like, look, wake up. It's, it's first whistle till the last whistle. I thought he was very assured today. You know, he was right up, whoever was on him, whoever, because they were switching. He was he was literally up their ass for the whole game. Um, you know, Palace did have chance, but I, I thought the back five, including Allison, were outstanding. I thought I think everybody was outstanding today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you make Jota's miss? Obviously, I mean, it was easier to put it away, wasn't it? Really, when they just a side foot into the far corner. Really, he tried to burst the back end off the net. Really, that's like, that's when I jumped into the group channel. Is like we we were just missing that killer instinct. That that should just a, a little side foot. The, the key, the keeper was already in the air when the yeah. ball came to him. So, you know, on another day, he just taps that into the into the, the opposite corner. I know it is what it is. 
if the game had finished one all and you're, you're going to sit here and overly criticise missed miss chances but you know we killed off the game in the end we got the 3 nil win so we, we, we'll put, put that to bed for today but there will be times where you know the, the three the three goals don't go in and you're saying to yourself we got to find that like I always when, when I see them kind of chances missed I always Robbie Fowler always comes to mind because he's the most natural goal scorer I've ever seen you know and I think players just miss that little bit of killer instinct. Mo Salah's guilty of it at times. Sadio has been very guilty of it at times. Bobby's been guilty of it. Diogo today, but like on, on another day, he buries that every day of the week. But, you know, their, their keeper um, was, a, I thought he was phenomenal today as well. He made some really, really good saves. So, mm. but put, put the hand up and say, and say kudos to him. But, you know, again, I'm not going to be overly um, critical of the team with, with how the performance went. The stats speak for themselves. If that had been five or six, you know, we, we wouldn't be sitting here surprised. Yeah. Palace, in fairness to them, came to play football as well, didn't they? Vieira has them. He has a nice shape about them or something like that. They look like through the season they will do damage and they'll be okay. I was worried about them um, and mainly worried about even a bit of his naivety, really, you know, in terms of the Premier League as a manager. But he seems to have shook that off and got them fairly organised at this stage. They're a tough team, aren't they? Yeah, fairly. Um, that guy Gallagher for, is going to be is going to be world class. Uh, he just keeps them taking over in the middle of the park. I think we're seeing a new Lisa Luke to Wilfred Zaha as well. You know, we were very all Liverpool fans. We were overly critical of him and like rightly so about Roy Hodgson. He's one dimensional. You know, they needed this to happen this summer where I think 18 players left the club and a lot of people ran out of contracts and stuff. They needed the refresh button to be pressed and Vieira coming in, a young manager, has a different philosophy. And I think that's why the likes of Zaha and Alstead, um, you know, I know there wasn't many bids for him came in in the summer, but he was trying to force his way out the previous two summers. And I think a manager like Vieira coming in, a young manager, you know, put the arm around him, tells him, tells him, look, Palace aren't expecting to win the league, but we've seen from the game against Spurs last week, you know, there is something starting to build there. What I do, what I will be critical of with Vieira is I thought he should have started Edward today. I thought if they'd have had it, I think they put, went with the big man up top, specifically to target Van Dijk and Kunate. And for me, there's very few big attacking strikers that are going to put pressure on them too. Um, I think they missed the, missed the trick with not starting Edward. He would have been flying high after last week, coming on two goals, scoring his first touch in the Premier League. But um, no, they're definitely building something there. Um, Kiriate in the middle of the park, you know, he's a real main machine. You know, that's the Palace have missed that over the years. I know they had, I can't pronounce his name, the, the camp, the captain, what's his name? Milovojevic. Milovojevic, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, he's been a real stalwart at that club, but uh, they, they were missing someone like Kuyate just being that central, like integral piece of the jigsaw in the middle of the park. Mm. But, um, you know, I think Palace will have a really good season. Um, they did start really, really well. But as we said last night, we thought that Palace would trouble us, but we both thought that in the end, we, we would be stronger all over the pitch. Um, at times, they did kind of trouble us and scare us, boy. I just thought the class, the class told at the end of the day. And I think 1-11, to 11, everybody was outstanding today. Yeah, I think when they got into those final third opportunities, they just lacked a bit of belief, didn't they, really, in, in themselves, really? Which is shocking, considering last week they absolutely annihilated Spurs, you know? Um, what was your thinking on uh, Klopp's approach at the moment? We touched on it in the preview, but it's, it's a different approach this year in terms of rotation and all, isn't it? 
He's no yeah. problem bringing the changes. No, um, I, we we said last night. Anyone that watched the the preview, you know, and we were talking, me and Craig were chatting in the group about today when we seen that Milner was playing. Um, that was a forced change because Trent was was ill. Um, we were surprised that Robbo didn't start, you know. Um, but this season, more than ever, we need to have players that are ready to come in. We don't have that Man City quality on the bench. We don't have that Chelsea quality on the bench. But one thing we do have is playing under a manager like Klopp and watching the, the 1-11 to that we have, the likes of Trent, the likes of Robbo, the likes of Henderson, the likes of Fabinho. If the, the attitude in, in the squad is where we want it to be, i.e. those two years where we won the league and we won the Champions League, that rubs off. Everybody has that desire and that passion to, to work for the for the, 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 the fucking badge that's on the short. And, you know, everybody stepped up. When I, when we, the window closed and I, we didn't bring anyone in, I said that Naby, like, he's got a massive opportunity now. I think Naby's been outstanding since the start of the season when he's being called upon and he totally deserved that goal today. If he just scored a tap in today, I'd be sitting here buzzing for him, but mm. scored a goal like that. Mm. Um, we talked about Oxlade-Chamberlain last night, you know, he just needs to kind of cut out that trying to over-exuberance and extravagant kind of step-overs and all. Just, mm. just keep it simple. Um, I'm looking forward to Tuesday now. A good win today, another clean sheet, top of the league. We'll talk about Man City and the problems that are on the horizon there tomorrow night. I'm not going to get into that now because I'm buzzing for Liverpool. But, you know, we should finish the, the weekend at the top of the league. Um, oh God, God, God willing, West Ham do us a favour tomorrow and uh, Spurs can take points off Chelsea. <coughs> looking forward to Tuesday now. Players getting a run out. Yeah. Um, and they're just building on. Brentford next week is going to be really, really tough. They're playing some good football. I watched that game this morning. They were really, really good this morning. So, yeah, just absolutely buzzing, buzzing. Yeah, good to see Curtis coming on as well. Curtis Jones as well comes on. Very direct, very offensive. Um, picks up the ball. No problem running at players and stuff like that and all. I like his energy when he comes on as well. And also Davok coming on as well, I thought was great. Like I really want Davok this year to be part of the squad in a proper sense of part of the squad. And I think we touched on it last night as well. If you want to have alternatives to come into the squad, you have to give them game time. You have to give them minutes, don't you, to feel a part of it. You can't just bring guys on when someone gets injured and expect them to slot in and be there. I think his approach this year, I think, is really, really good. A lot of people are getting game time. There's a lot of changes and stuff like that. So players are starting to get comfortable with alternatives and stuff like that. Wednesday night, we had Joel and Gomez there in the middle. Today, we Van Dijk and Kanate. You know what I mean? Lots and lots and lots of options. You know, for, for a team that we were worrying so hard in terms of transfers and in terms of our bench being a certain way, and I know obviously we're not as strong at times as Chelsea or City or whatever it is, but certainly we're beginning to develop alternatives there, aren't we? That doesn't worry us too much. I've seen Costas in the team today. I wasn't worried at all. No, um, not at all. Craig was a bit uh, worried about Milner coming in. Mm. Milner played a full season at left-back. Milner has played umpteen games at right back. Yeah. Milner's played centre half. Mm. You know, I'm sure if he was called upon, he'd get between the sticks. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried wherever Milner starts mm. in that team. I'm not worried whatsoever because they, they they talked on it. I think it was about the 85th minute where he gives away those silly fouls that he always does, and he gets up and puts the hands up and he says to ref, "Really, really sorry," and he gets away with the yellow cards. Mm. He's the the model 
experienced professional that every team would love to have because he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows where to make those challenges. Yeah. He knows when to pull the short. He knows when to step across. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I don't want to put the, the, the blinkers on it, but he seems to get away with it every time he does it. You know what I mean? And they were con- the commentators were laughing at him saying, there's James Milner, 56 years of age. He still gets in with those silly challenges and gets up and he's like, oh, sorry, ref. Yeah, yeah. Didn't mean it. And just jogs away and gets yeah, yeah. away with it. I, like, I, I suppose the worry is he tends to pick up an early yellow card and that yeah, tends to be the worry, that. you know? <laughs> yeah, but if, if you've noticed, James Milner seems to get the early yellow card, but who's cut out those stupid yellow cards? Thiago. Mm. Yeah. That's a big, big plus for us because he's not doing it. I think every game that Thiago played last season, first tackle, yellow card. Mm. I think Klopp had a chat with him and said, look, Need to just take a little bit of a, a chill pill there, you know, think before you dive in. But no, it's only five games in, but look, the Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league. That's mm. all I have to say on the matter. What what you thinking? How do we solve this conundrum of the crowd? What do you reckon? I mean, it's just like we go in there, Champions League games, the place is absolutely buzzing, shaking nearly the stands are with the with the with the, the crowd. Then we come to match day in the Premier League, and it just seems to is it the fact that maybe it's more special when it's under the lights or that we feel that our history in the Champions League and stuff like that? What is it? Can you put your finger on it? Or is it just because today again, I know when we scored that second goal, all of a sudden the crowd was up and it was singing again and they were doing stuff. But as you said, we should be encouraging them along 90 plus minutes. It should never, ever stop. Um, if, that, if that game was, the, if you were going into the last five games of the season and you're neck and neck with Man City, the atmosphere at the ground today is electric. From the fourth game of the season to the last game of the season, every three points helps on that voyage towards winning the league. So mm. this really, really annoys me, and I've said it umpteen times, and I'm sure it annoys Jurgen Klopp too, but he's not going to come out and criticise the fans because he has that bond with them. You know, we've seen what ha- what's gone on with Pep this week and then what happened today and giving out the free tickets. Again, I'll just nip in the board at that point. I'm just using that as the example. We're lucky that we're, you know, when they were talking about on Soccer Saturday before, they were talking about, you look at Man City in the Champions League, only a certain amount of fans there. You look at Barcelona during the week of Champions League, only 49,000 in, in, the, in the new camp. Liverpool could have been playing against Tranmere's ladies team on the Champions League on Wednesday night and there would have been 51,000 people there screaming their fucking heads off. It really, really, really annoys me when I go over to Anfield and on a, it could be the FA Cup game, for instance. Now, that was a derby. So the atmosphere, you know, there's that added edge and there was a full full section of Everton fans. So, you know, they were singing, so we were singing above them. Any late game we've gone over for, other than one that was coming towards the end of the season, if we were in a challenge for the league, it, it's just... It's only when we score the fans are up and they're giving it loads. And then two or three minutes later, it's back sitting down. And to me, it's just like it's commercialized tourists, you know. I can't put my finger on a noil, but it really, really does piss me off that you can you were there on Wednesday night. You video called me when you never walk alone was on. The tears were sobbing our hearts out. And then you, today, even when you never walk alone comes on, it's like people have to like nudge those beside them to like, come on. Mm up and sing the song and get behind the team and all. Just, I don't know what we can do to solve the conundrum, but it is something that really, really pisses me off and it has done so for a few years now. Yeah, I wonder, is it expectation? 
I wonder is, you know, we're going into Wednesday's game, of course, all the history with Milan with the two finals. And the expectation is this is a big game. It's a tough game. It's the first game in the group. We need to be there. And then they come in today. And I mean, a lot of those fans that are there today probably would have been there on Wednesday as well. So today they come in a little bit flat and maybe thinking, well, the expectation is we should just steamroll Crystal Palace anyway. You know what I mean? So maybe they don't feel like they need to be up for it. But we've often seen in the past, I mean, we've seen in that second half against Chelsea, when the crowd aren't up for it, we need that 12th man to push us forward, you know? It rubs off on the players massively. Started the second half on Wednesday night. The atmosphere was electric. We we only need to talk about Istanbul. That's the prime example of how much the Liverpool fans can sway a game. Liverpool team sitting in dressing room, three 0 down. You hear the fans singing, "They'll never walk alone." Like, like it was the game was only starting. You know what I mean? They come out. Obviously, what was said in the changing room, we'll never ever know. But mm. you're walking out to three quarters of a stadium singing and never walk alone when you're 3-0 down it just instills that belief in you mm. yeah s- some fans expect us to go out and w- wipe the floor with Crystal Palace they expected us to beat Brighton last year we lost they expected us to beat Burnley last year we lost now we know the fans weren't there but every single home game this season there's Man City at the dropping more points you know there is going to come weeks where we won't get the, we won't put away the chances that we get and mm. we're going to drop points but when, when Man City are dropping points, going into next week, I know it's away game, we, we bring a massive following to away games. Every single home game should be like a Champions League night. I know the Champions League night, it's, it's three home games. And, you know, once you get through, it's a look at a the draw then. So it's like we really need to push the team to get out of the group stage. But for me, the league games are more important than the Champions League games for me. You know, I want to win more league titles. Mm. Winning league titles gets you Champions League football. You win your league games, going into Champions League and games then, the momentum is sky high, the confidence is sky high. Rotating two massive changes in the team for two, two games in a row. Players are going to be rested on Tuesday night now against Norwich. Going into Brentford away, as you know, me and you are, are, are trying our hardest to get to an away game. We actually want to fly into Liverpool and travel on the coaches down because yeah. of all the famous stories we've, we've been told and we've heard. Yeah. But like, now, every single home game, I don't want Klopp to come out and be like, look, the fans need to make more noise. There's other clubs with massive problems going on at the moment regarding that sort of thing. But, you know, surely to God, there are fans there that are at those games and realise that, you know, the, the atmosphere isn't what we needed to be for these late games because we have a massive opportunity now. We're unbeaten. We've conceded one goal. You know, we've got a good run of games now before the City game, but we're lucky enough that that City game is at home. So, you know, the crowd really needs to start looking at the table now and saying, right, next week we lift the 10%, the following week it's another 10% and so on and so forth. Because before you know it, the season goes like that mm. and you're at the back end of it. And like if you're neck and neck with the team, that's when the fans only seem to step up those yeah. last few games if they're needed. Yeah, I think the FSG division in the fan base needs to become doubters back into believers again. As, as we said last week, we are where we are. These are the players we have. This is the squad we need to get on with. We're absolutely, it's been a fantastic start to the season. But uh, it's time to step up. And I know when we go over to that Brighton game, that stand that we're in won't be getting away with it. We're, we're in the cup and we are going to be boisterous as hell. Like when that We paid extra money to go over to that. Like, I'm absolutely buzzing. As you know, I have Lewis now. I have a newborn baby. Um, I'm in a job now. I don't really want to say too much regarding the job in case anyone from there is listening to the podcast, you know, but I'm under a lot of stress at the moment, you know what I mean, about in work and at our home. And I was only saying to the missus last night, 
I am absolutely living for this trip. I'd love to go on the day trips, but the fact that we're going for two days, we're talking about getting that uh, justice for the 97 ta- tattoo, we're going to be recording on site when we're going around, we're going to be in the hotel, TIA, you know, bit of luck, we bump into a few ex-players, a few, like we bumped into Sammy Lee as soon as we got into Liverpool the last time around, you know, the beer killer on the drink all day, build that atmosphere with the fans, make those friendships that you hope that last forever, like what happened with you with the, the Norwegian guy, do you know what I mean? Like that's mm. you know, that's 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 the way I look at these trips. I don't look as like I go over, mm. just get me programmed, sit, watch the game. I'll be singing from the first minute to the last minute. And if people around me have a problem, I'll tell them exactly what I think of them. Now you might see me getting chucked out, but that's neither here nor there <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> not, not, not to mention the pressure of helping me to maintain one of the best Liverpool podcasts around as well, but we, we won't get into that at the moment. Uh, also, later on, I'll be recording the player writing show as well, so I'll do that later on and we'll drop it later. I need to sit back and have a think and digest what's happened first before. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't want project. Darren McCombe, we don't want Darren McCombe coming on thinking that we're just being boys towards those Liverpool players, but you know, there, there, there are a couple of players there worthy of a, a nine out of ten today. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought everybody was absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. Um, tough to pick a man of the match, in my opinion. Yeah. I thought everybody was re- was really really good today. Um, so you could give it to to Marway, you could give it to um, Stadio, but um, could be a show. Could be a show for Allison even. Yeah, I thought Allison was really really good today. Yeah. But um, yeah, just Fabinho. He just does that work that's just overlooked. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's the Brazilian Makaleli, isn't he? Yeah, he's absolutely outstanding. But I, 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 whoever you pick as man to match on the player ratings, I'll be more than happy to agree with. But um, I, I'm just buzzing, hot, top of the table now. Um, yeah, just bring on Brentford next week. On to the next one, as they say. Yep, up next, Norwich in the Carabao Cup as well. So we'll be. I interested. mean, I'll just give man of the match to Naby for that goal, no? <laughs> Listen, this is our show. We can give man of the match to Trent if we want. On. <laughs> I might get Darren on later for the player ratings. He can give Trent a 10, even though he didn't play. <laughs> Bit of crack. But listen, this has been your instant match reaction. Liverpool 3, Crystal Palace nil. Top of the league for the moment. Let's hope it stays that way. Till next time, this has been your Shankly Sessions on the Upper Tier Dynamo Podcast Network on YouTube, at Sessions Shankly on Twitter, at the Upper Tier on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you want to contact us, of course, drop your comments in the episode down below. And while you're on there, make sure you hit a like, share and subscribe. We will talk to you again later for the player rates. The Reds have got no money, but we're still in the league. The Reds have got no money, but we're still in the league.